The Little Dum Dum Club is brought to you by Punchline. Head to punchline.com.au for all your comedy DVD needs. And it is, of course, comedy festival time. It is upon us. Uh, our live Dum Dum Club shows are happening very, very soon. Mondays, 8.30pm in the Melbourne Town Hall. Head to comedyfestival.com.au for tickets. And also me, Tommy Dasolo, I'm doing a show called Pip Squeak throughout the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and for three nights at the Sydney Comedy Festival if you head to tommydasolo.com. You can find all the details. Hope to see you there, mates. Hey, mates. Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasolo, and sitting opposite me, the other half of the show, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Hey, going over there, we've been apart for a little while. I know. It it's doesn't, exciting. It doesn't feel like in the magical world of podcasts, but uh, <laughs> we did two in a row, didn't we? And yeah. So we haven't seen each other for two weeks. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it feels like, you know, I haven't seen my girlfriend for two <laughs> weeks and I just need to jump into the cot with you yeah. straight away. The cot? The, the podcast cot. Do you and your girlfriend sleep in a cot together? <laughs> An adult-sized cot? I've never mentioned how old my girlfriend is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Is this really at the top of the show? Yeah, all I think right. this is at the top of the okay, show. Yeah. Right. Hey, um, so you've been away uh, yeah. in Brisbane. I've mm-hmm. just, uh, I did a footy club gig. I did a, a comedy <laughs> gig on the weekend with friends of the show, uh, Dave Thornton and Tommy Little. Yep. And uh, it was really good. It was like in the middle of absolutely nowhere. It was in a town of like 300 people and there was 150 people there. Right. And so it was like this hall and it was packed and it was, it was, it was actually really good. You get a bit scared thinking everyone's going to be just throwing pitchforks at you or something, but it wasn't. It was actually good. And um, I finished my set and then I went to the toilet and there was a break and I was in the cubicle and I could hear like two old guys at the urinal talking about the show and like one guy's like, oh yeah, what do you reckon about that? And the other guy was like, oh yeah, that last bike wasn't bad. And I was the last bike. Ah, so I yeah. was like pretty happy. But not then, bad. Yeah, not bad mm-hmm. as he's urinating. I had my pitchfork ready yeah. to throw and yeah, then exactly, but I he shelved did. it. He, yeah, he saved it. Saved <laughs> it for, for Thornton. Um, <laughs> no... So then the first guy goes, yeah, look, it's okay, but I, I don't appreciate how they all have to use the F-bomb these days. <laughs> These comedians, they use the F-bomb. Like, it's just too much. Like, what ever happened to the, the, you know, the, the olden days where you'd have good comedians, they wouldn't have to use the F-bomb, they'd just imply the stuff. They'd imply it and it was smart. You had to think about it. You had to think about what they were going on about. You know, like um, Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, because you had to think about that yeah. stuff, didn't yeah. you? Like, like it was that's just plain rude, like throwing out the f bombs. What you need, the good old gear in the good old days, was when <laughs> a guy chased a woman with the intent of rape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those guys, and there would have been guys in that day going, "I don't like how comedians these days always have to use the rape bomb all the time, <laughs> the silly music bomb." Yeah. It's just they, they all have to run after the girl. Why can't they imply raping the girl with their eyes? <laughs> It's just over I, the top. I liked how you've been. You've you've mentioned that I've been travelling a bit, and you're so desperate to get on in on that action. You've tied yourself on the end of my story with a story that just involves you being in a car for an hour and a half driving out of the city. Yeah, that was like Not my festival trip. You went to yeah, Brisbane okay. and, and played theatres for a week. Mm-hmm. I played took a piss. farmers <laughs> took a piss in the country <laughs> pub. I sat in a I sat in a Euro, I sat in a cubicle and listened to reviews instead of reading them in the paper the next day. <laughs> uh, it's it's just a really condensed festival. It all happens in one <laughs> night. Um, I do want to say thank you to everyone who came out and saw uh, the shows I did in Adelaide and Brisbane. A few quite a few friends of the show, new friends, newly minted friends of the show, oh, yeah? uh, came out. It was very nice. Had a couple of people wear their Dum Dum Club T shirts yeah. uh, to the shows. I had one guy come up to me afterwards to buy a T shirt. And I went, what do you want? I've got all the sizes and I've got both colours. And he goes, oh, I'll get, I'll get a grey one because that's your one. That's the one you like. And I'm like, man, don't just get a grey one just to placate me. And he goes, okay, I'll get a blue one. <laughs> uh, someone came and bought me – people came and bought me lollies and little baked goods after the show. That was very nice. Um, and – an overwhelming. Are these, are these people that like the show, or are they people that didn't like the show? So they're trying to off you. Uh, you what? Kill me with sugar? Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe I haven't eaten what any sort of the stuff, stuff yet. You so get? I got like someone went. Um, I hear you talk about bakeries a lot, so they bought me a little pastry thing from Bread Top. Oh. Um, someone bought me a bag of natural confectionery company dinosaurs. Man, why didn't nice. I do a show up there this yeah. year? Yeah. Well, you were represented uh, in your presence alone because the overwhelming number of like pretty much everyone who came and spoke to me in some form 
told me to come back here, you to come back here, and I'm not making this up, and tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> An overwhelming people wrote me cards, but someone gave me a little card that said, "Congratulations on the show. It doesn't matter what Carl thinks. I think you're funny." <laughs> Just an overwhelming amount of people sticking up for their little buddy. In uh, in interstate waters. Yeah, well, the bloke at the urinal said that you're a dickhead. So, <laughs> oh. um, it is of course comedy festival time. The festival launches today, and uh, we are joined in the studio today by one of the festival's favourite international guests. Would you please welcome into the little dum dum club, Des Bishop? I didn't know I was board. one of the festival's favourite international acts. That's yeah, nice. they just came yeah. through the wire. They That's just nice called me right know. then. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, we're not going to say, you know, oh, here comes some bloke that no one's going to go and see tonight. There's Bishop. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's great to be here. Yeah. I'm definitely if 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 uh, I am one of the favourites festival internet uh, favourite festival acts, then I am definitely the comedian that loves the festival the most, <laughs> or maybe just Australia in general. Oh, really? Well, you've been how many times have you been in Melbourne now? Oh God! At, at, well, at the festival, this is my fourth time, but I've I've popped back a couple of sneaky times. Right. I've I've been having an affair with Melbourne, coming back outside oh, yeah. festival times. You're one Melbourne. of those scabs that crosses the picket line and comes in November when there's yeah, no festival. Yeah, but I, I'm even worse than a scab. I've actually come <laughs> back to not do gigs. I've come back to hang out with chicks I met during the festival. Oh, and, yes. and not even do gigs. Yes. Man. Just, just take what was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, claim what was mine funny from you say Australia. That. Funny you say that because I uh, I help run comedy at Spleen and uh, I've got a very big fan of yours in at Spleen that works at the Spleen bar. A young oh, yeah. lady called Cat that uh, yeah, that's right. knew you in festivals past and as, yeah, as well, she, she worked in the Hi Fi. She did at yeah, the Hi Fi yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the, yeah. the show we, we, after we the. Go, we go way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. No, she gave she gave very good reviews of you. Oh, I oh, could very, very, <laughs> that's great. I can feel her head exploding in the future as she's listening to this. Friend of the show, cat. Friend of the show, cat. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she's friend of the show. Yeah, yeah she oh, she cool. wants to be friend of the show, so oh, yeah, okay. she is. Yeah, nah, she she, she had a dream once where she was having dinner with you, and then I rocked up in the restaurant and I was the waitress. Oh, in she the West tweeted that recently, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were the waiter. I was the waitress. Was the waitress. Yeah. Dressed right. up yeah. in my little apron. Close your yeah. eyes and listen yeah. to her. Hairy little waitress. Hairy little waitress. Yeah. Well, she said that you uh, you caught the gentleman. You brought her away on holidays. She's to... yo. She's like that's. Uh, she gave that's me the not, whole thing. That's not uh, public wear. There's no <laughs> secrets in Melbourne, Des. <laughs> oh God. That's what makes you one of the festival's favourite international guests. That's right, because <laughs> I, I, I I sleep my way to the top. <laughs> it's like, uh, how do you get people to come to your show? Um, Conolingus. <laughs> Beats the hell out of flowering. I'll say yeah, that. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, that, that must be the secret. She's never even given me a free lemonade, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Jesus. Oh, the joy. Well, hey, um, I know you have a new show uh, uh, this year, Des, but um, you've, you've uh, like I saw you the other night, you came in, you dropped into Spleen, and you, you were talking about, uh, you know, you, the serious side of things, the, the, the cancer, the cancer that you did battle and stuff, which brings you in here, which um, my little mate over here, Tommy Dassler, is doing a show about his... Uh, his little dance with uh, man, dance. That dance. Was terrible. What a terrible way of saying anything. What an awful, insensitive human <laughs> being. A chance encounter with the illness. <laughs> the old men at that year in a were right about you. Yeah. You're awful. About your about cancer's guest appearance inside you. Is that is that is that possibly well, much worse? The thing worse? about cancer is it's not a guest appearance. That's the real misconception about cancer. People like to think of it as this external force. Mm. Can't it's just you. Yeah. Oh. Cancer wined and dined me when it was out here for the festival one year. <laughs> you were young when you had cancer. I was nine, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what did you have? I had aplastic anemia. It's like a, it's sort of like leukemia, but without the fanfare. Like right. No one yeah, knows what yeah, it is. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. You're not part of the leukemia club. You're no. You're part of the rare blood cancer. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've been doing the show for a week in Brisbane. I've done six nights of it. And this is what I wanted to ask you about, because you, you of course, did a show about your own uh, testicular Battles? Yeah. Is that yeah, what the that show was, was called? That was we're not we're not talking about cat anymore. I never we're actually back did on it. I did an official I did an I never did like a proper testicular cancer show. I just right. included bits about it sure. over the years. Yeah. But uh, anyway, go ahead. It's nice that not only have we shared one of Cat's dreams, we've also shared a terminal illness. Yeah, but got to be more honest, in, I wouldn't have thought that we would have that much in common. Yeah, I bow before you because <laughs> testicular, testicular cancer is actually like the best cancer to get if you're going to get a cancer. And uh, so much so that I feel inadequate around people who've had cancer, like proper cancers. And if I have a true story of how my inadequacy is not just 
in my head. Mm -hmm. I once did a, a charity gig for uh, Canteen, an Irish cancer charity for teenagers who've had cancer. Or yeah, have yeah, we, we have, have it here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you have Canteen. So yeah. I, I, you may have been involved with them. It is a brilliant charity. Yeah, because... I was involved. The younger version of it here is called Challenge. That's like the kids, like Canteen is teenagers and then... But what all of these guys were saying was, the great thing is, when you have cancer when you're young, you're made to feel like this other person, like, oh my God, there's the cancer kid. And they loved being around other kids that had cancer because they could just feel normal and not feel like the victim or the patient or, you mm -hmm. know, all this extra. So amazing charity, right? All this supportive cancer behavior. So I'm talking to this girl, she's like 19. And uh, she's like, why are you doing this anyway? And I was like, well, I actually had cancer myself when I was young. And she's like, oh, my God, you did? What did you have? And I said, I had testicular cancer. And she said, testicular cancer? That's nothing. I had Hodgkin's. She goes, you didn't even have to get chemo. You didn't lose your hair. I said, I said, listen, I lost my left testicle. I'd rather be bald for a year and have lefty back. Thank you very much. I noticed you're still alive. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I've got none right now. It hasn't killed me. <laughs> Man, that's a pretty tough heckle to come back from. Yeah, well, it wasn't a heckle. It was just like a conversation yeah. beforehand. But um... Cancer is very competitive. <laughs> and actually, that. at that same gig, this is, not, this, is not, this is not like a cancer job, but at the same gig, a man collapsed, right? It turns out it was the father of somebody who just like, like had like, you know, got too hot or something, but he collapsed, right? And like all there was, there was all this commotion, total silence. And then somebody said, oh, just, just keep going. And I was like, Oh, keep going. We're at a cancer charity and somebody's just collapsed. You, you know, there's certain things at a gig where it's just better to just find out if everything's all right. <laughs> Sounds like a hell of a gig. Yeah. So in the tr truly Irish moment, right, uh, they, they, they get him sorted out. And I finished the gig and it all went fine, right? And he's being taken out by the paramedics on like a full stretcher with oxygen over his mouth. And when he passes me, right, like the guy is like had a heart attack, basically. When he passes me, he takes the thing off and says to me, I'm sorry I interrupted your show. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's absolutely fine. There are certain things you don't need to be sorry for. Just the, like, girl, the girl probably went up to him and went, are you one of those testicular cancer, <laughs> Yeah, he's going up to him and was like, yeah, yeah, heart attack's nothing. Walk you know, out. I had Hodgkin's. Oh, man, I would love to have heard the conversation at the urinal after that show. Man, that sounds hectic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this yeah. is what I was going to say. I found this in, even after six nights, I've had this a couple of times, and I imagine you would have had it more because you've been you know, talking about it on stage for longer. You, when you talk about that stuff on stage, you do invite people coming up to you after the show to share any kind of experiences they've had yes. and that can be you know kind of weird in its own way like I talk in my show about um I got granted a wish from the Make-A-Wish Foundation and I made a truly shit wish I don't want to you know ruin it on here because it's in the show but uh that's a good bit of sizzle but someone came where up do to we me... buy tickets <laughs> <laughs> uh someone came up to me after the show in Brisbane and went your your wish isn't so bad I had she's from Canada uh, she's from America and she said I had cancer when I was 16, and my wish was to meet the cast of Cheers. Oh, that's wow. an awesome wish. That and is an awesome did it. I'm, yeah. I'm with them. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the that's Cheers a, bandwagon. I'd love she that. She said that was a bad wish. Yeah. That's, like, oh. that's an awesome wish. That's yeah. pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That's a great wish. I she's, she's too self-deprecating. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah. Most, cancer, cancer survival makes most people positive. She needs to, <laughs> she needs to find some yeah. love for herself. <laughs> But do you get, I mean, does it get, do you find it draining? Like, do you get any, you know, you were just mentioning before about after that gig, like, do you get a, do you get a lot of well, you know, from this, people? The, in more recent times, I did a show about my father having terminal lung cancer. And I, I don't know if I find it draining, but that brings up, you, you're, you're really broadening out the experience there because then you're dealing with anybody who's lost somebody or mm. dealt with, you know, dealt with somebody dealing with cancer, right? So particularly mm -hmm. with parents, a big emotional area. So you do get a lot of people that want to share. I, I don't find it draining. I mean... Sometimes I find it tough on me in the sense that, like, they'll, they'll, they'll touch a nerve. You know, you'll just connect with that sense of loss or that sense of looking after somebody. So that can be tough because they're a stranger, but you're talking about a very intimate thing. Sure, of course. And you don't know how safe it is, but you're definitely, they definitely pluck a, an emotional cord with you and you just, you know, you can feel it. So that can be strange where you just think, like, you know, do I let myself go here because I'm genuinely feeling something or should I just like, just be like, listen, that's great. I'm glad you got something out of it and sort of get, get out of the situation. So yeah. that, 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 I guess long term, that is draining. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I'd, I'd rather have the baked goods. <laughs> <laughs> What's the baked goods? That People... he gets after his show. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'd yeah. rather get funny suggestions that I could then use in my show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you had anyone, have you raised the ire of anyone who's gone through that kind of stuff? Like, have you had anyone, 
you know, come up and go, the way you dealt with that subject was deplorable. You awful No, in the being. early, you know, I started it here in, uh, in Australia two years ago, that show about my dad. And in the early days, which I'm sure you found, I mean, did you find, did you struggle with the balance between like honesty and emotional, you know, your honesty and stuff and being funny? Have you struggled with the balance? Yeah, yeah. I went, I went too far the other way. Like I, my first you sort of trials irreverent. of the show, I was just skimming over it because I thought this will be too heavy. And then the more I tried it and it sort of has gone well and gotten laughs and I found that the more honest I'm being about it, it's like that build up and release of tension. Yeah, that's, so that's the deeper the key. and deeper I've getting, got. Getting the balance is the key. It takes yeah. time. And I, I, I mean, th- my time in Australia two years ago was invaluable in terms of making it the show that it became, but it was certainly not what the show became. It was a real examination of Don't what... Don't treat us like that. You're yeah, our favourite international guest. Yeah, well, it was <laughs> fine. I thought, the, I thought it was a good show at the time, but it became much better, but... And one or two early shows in Melbourne and Trades Hall, there was just some shows that were a bit more like a lecture. And uh, one guy sent this ferocious email to the comedy festival saying, like, how dare you let this man deal with his issues on stage? I came to be entertained. This is disgusting. This man has issues. So I would I would imagine for that guy, it had nothing to do with cancer and more to do with the fact that he hates his father. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want that thrust in his face that yeah. I was having this, this show about my deeper love for my father. Yeah. And, and, and in that case, sacrificing laughs, yeah. <laughs> sacrificing the main purpose of my show. For... So this man has issues when yeah. even if he didn't find it funny, you're just talking about, you know, loving your dad. Yeah, but I, so so I think I think if there was ever an issue, it was usually around that. It was people with issues with their parents, rather than anyone thinking because it wasn't very irreverent. Actually, mm. it was like the humor of caretaking, and it was the humor of, uh, you know, it was my it was kind of like gallows humor, like the way that my father was dealing with the illness was very funny. So you know, it, it wasn't irreverent actually, uh, and it was certainly all coming from a place where I had had cancer, my father had terminal illness, my mother had breast cancer. It wasn't coming from a place where we didn't know what we were talking about. Yeah, you know, it wasn't just like some stupid joke where it's like cancer's funny. Here's what's funny about cancer. You know, it wasn't like that. You don't know? impersonate the opening that, of my show, yeah. please. <laughs> don't spoiler that, alert. That does not test well. But it's not the same. It's not the same because you've had cancer. What I mean is somebody doing an irreverent joke about cancer. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Like somebody said, here's something funny. That's a real, like a real newbie sort of open mic comic trick to get up and go... What's the t- what's the worst thing you can talk about? Oh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna and then he died of cancer. Yeah, yeah. I'm Bill Hicks. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh, here's one. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever had somebody come up to you after your show? And you're only doing it a short time so far, right? Yeah, I've only done six of them plus okay. a couple of trials. Has anyone said, "Did you really have cancer?" <laughs> oh, uh, no. I did. There was a point where I was thinking as a joke about in, uh, ending the show by just going. Just kidding, guys. I didn't really have it. And then just walking <laughs> off stage. But I thought that would be the most truly abominable thing I could oh, do. Because I have, on, on numerous occasions over the years, because I, 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 sort of, I sort of come and go with it. You know, it's a very handy universal routine, the testicular cancer routine. And I like doing it because it, it, it makes people laugh. But it's also not a bad thing to remind a 22-year-old boy to check his sack. So uh, I come and go with it. But people have commonly come up and said, did you really have the sick <laughs> yeah. cancer? And I think, like, what would make you ask that question? And they thought, well, I don't know. Like, you're a comedian. And yeah. I was like, yeah, but when comedians are stuck for material, they don't think, like, oh, <laughs> cancer. There's the go-to spot. <laughs> I'll make up having cancer. Yeah. That'll, that'll give me an easy yeah. 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes everyone feel good. Then yeah, you but, just kick on from there. Yeah, I mean, it's great when you can pull it off. And I think people appreciate, like, not realizing how it could be funny. But at the same time, it's, it's not an area yeah. that you would think of making up. Well, what about this? Have you ever had... Like after gigs, have you ever had, you know, have you ever, do you think you've ever picked up, you've done better with the ladies because the ladies want to come back and examine the goods after hearing the story? Oh. I, I, you know, to be honest, I've, I've found in my life, regardless of testicular cancer or other experiences, that balls, one or two, are never the thing that a woman is interested <laughs> in. That's the truth. Like, yeah. I, if they I, just want to see it in like a Ripley's believe it or not kind of way, you know, like there's only one there, I don't believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I've been with loads of girls that don't know. And like, unless I tell them, they never even realize. Because yeah. you never spend enough time down it's there. It's never like, come up never with a girl that I've got to three. actually be like down there long enough to go, is it truly only one? Like, I've just never found a girl looking for the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just never been the case. Oh, looking like checking your suitcase and yeah. under the bed. Yeah, Where's it gone? It's she got the so, texture. She's ticked one of them and then gone, what the? <laughs> what? What, a, what? I've never heard a girl say, you know, he wasn't that attractive, but his sack is just <laughs> so amazing. 
They're it's so the, superficial, those girls, when they do that. It's so unattractive, <laughs> you know? My turkey's gizzard sack of love <laughs> happens to be a little less weighty than it used to be. I'm fine with that, you know? A little extra flesh, you know? A little, a little too much bag for what it's carrying, but it's very unnoticeable. Yeah, plenty of room for other stuff. It's good. Um, so when you talk about your, your, your show with your dad, that's another thing that we have in common because you adapted that into we a book. We both have dads. Yes, we, we, uh, you adapted that into a book for Penguin. Yes. Um, I've recently done a book for Penguin. How many did you sell? <laughs> no, I actually don't know. Oh, really? Uh, in Ireland. But I, I, I haven't had a great experience here in Australia in that I've struggled to get them to sort of give it a whirl over here. You yeah, know? right. Which is kind of annoying because I did The Circle. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And uh, I've done... Um, Another thing we have in common. Yeah, yeah we were I on did The Circle, circle and I did a really good uh, national show on on ABC, which was like an hour-long in-depth chat about all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And it was real booky, and The Circle is a good place to plug a book, you yeah. know? And I just thought, it's a pity, because I've I've done the, the sort of book rounds without promoting the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, yeah, I saw that. I've th- I seen it in a few show, uh, shops, but it's a shame. Um yeah, I just wonder how many you sold because I literally got a letter in the mail today oh, that yes. said my first amount of uh, uh, how many I'd sold and whatever, and it had the whole like what the book was worth and what you know I got to make the book and what they've made back, and just to they just sent me a letter to say that I owe them money basically. How much? Then, oh, how what? Much did you sell? No, I don't. No, need but to you pay didn't it back. beat the advance. Oh, right. You yeah, didn't yeah, beat yeah, the advance, which you were never going to do anyway because they have that well doctored. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Is that <laughs> it? Yeah. So, uh, how many did you sell? I think I've sold like 3,000 so far. I would think that's quite That's good. okay? That, well, that's okay. I mean, I sold more than that, but I have a quite yeah, right. a large profile in Ireland. So, yes. and I, so I would say 3,000 is, is a sign that the book itself was quite good. Oh, good. Okay. I feel a bit better. Because it's it. very hard. Like, books don't fly out the door, you yeah. know? Mm. So, like, the fact that you sold – like, what would you say your profile is in Australia? I don't want to totally diss your profile here. It's like considering nobody knows who you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> considering in a toilet where you've just done a show, you're the last guy and not Carl Chandler. <laughs> That's completely fair. That's completely... No, Some of the people I mean, who were like... on the bill with me didn't know who I was. So yeah, <laughs> was that guy that went on last? He's actually not bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I, he booked me for a gig once. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Zip. like uh, assuming that you know, like your yeah. book didn't sell off your profile, like yeah. and sold off the back of okay. the book. That's I okay. think that's pretty good. That's Okay, and 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 because that the the book that you did about your dad was called uh, was it called James Bond was my, nearly my dad. My dad was nearly James my dad. Bond was nearly my dad. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Similar. No, it's not. Similar. Oh yeah, it's not. No, at all, it's is not. It? <laughs> there was nearly a scene in Goldeneye where yeah, James yeah. Bond pretended yeah. to be Mr. Yeah, Bishop, yeah, yeah. my father. <laughs> yeah, or like my mother had a one night stand with Sean Connery once, yeah. <laughs> but didn't get pregnant. That's kind of what it's your your like. mum was nearly pussy galore. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> So uh, that's another coincidence because my dad was nearly Dame Edna. So uh, <laughs> no, that was that's what I should have called the book. Uh, that is what I should have called the book. Shift some units. Yeah, but anyway, my dad was nearly James Bond. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's now that's about because your dad was. Auditioned, uh, uh, auditioned, auditioned for the original for Doctor No. No, for um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, which, for the, what uh, the George Laz- guy, Lazenby. Yeah. Oh, so he got knocked back for George Lazenby. Yes. Oh, the worst we, James Bond. We apologise. So my father. We apologise for what our country did to your your <laughs> my family. Father was, my father was worse than the worst James Bond. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. yeah, the one, the only one hit wonder. Yeah, me. but you know it, that's actually a good one. And I'm not a Bond fan. Like I joke about that in the show that like. You might have come here because you're a Bond fan. You've come to the wrong show because we weren't actually allowed to watch James <laughs> no, Bond. Really, yeah. My father had some resentments. But even, you know, I, I'm not a big Bond person. But uh, but I have watched on Her Majesty's Secret Service more out of research than anything. And it's actually quite good. And he's not bad. It was just, it was just they were trying to be a bit different with that Bond, you know? Yeah, right. So I think he's harshly treated. I think he just had a sort of after Sean Connery unfortunate situation there. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so you're looking forward to to Melbourne. It's a brand new show in Melbourne, though. It's yeah, my show's called Des Bishop Likes to Bang, right? <laughs> yeah, and the reason is because I'm playing the drums, but it's a very playful oh, title, right. and it very it's very clear. That my show is not about cancer. <laughs> it's not about dying parents. You're going to have that guy. You're going to have that guy come back and see Des Bishop likes to bang and, and hit up the festival going, oh, I thought it was all going to be about rooting. Like, yeah. I want, he's got issues. Oh, yeah. I miss my dad as well. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, it's a very playful, silly show. And it's kind of, I mean, not that, you know the way, so it's, it's, I'm so into my work. It's like the last thing I did was serious, so now I'm going to do something not serious. Yeah. Like no one gives a shit at the same time. It's like the show is what it is. But personally for me, I was very much, 
wanted to do something that wasn't emotional or you know had any depth at all yeah so it's just true stand-up with a little bit of hip-hop drummy stuff and um after six nights of doing it in brisbane the, the same week as yourself tommy i was sitting in the dressing room on sunday night after doing six shows and i was like this can't be real that was the easiest week of my life and it was only then that it hit me how draining it is to do yeah. a show like i did and probably you will experience yourself and it's very enjoyable at the time and the intensity is almost addictive you know mm. you become addicted to this concept of not only being funny but just really being able to like dig into yeah. something and you start the guts of it and you see people freaking out and going oh dear lord is it going to be like this and then you get you you know that a, a little nice little stupid joke or punchline or whatever is coming up. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but even afterwards, like, you won't realize. I, I don't think you'll realize until it's done a year now, a year and a half from now, you won't realize that you are um, investing yourself emotionally. I didn't realize. Oh, sure, yeah. I really didn't notice. Or, or if I did, I didn't realize how much. And then suddenly I'm sitting there after six nights of doing Des Bishop Likes to Bang and having a good time and improvising, getting people up on stage <laughs> to dance. And I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> Comedy is the easiest job in the world. Not that the shows were all like incredibly, you know, amazing, but I just... There was there wasn't as, as much just, emotional weight in oh drumming God. It was as there was in cancer. Is that what you say? There's just there's just not and not to mention any emotions can be dealt with by just hammering off the drums. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing a show together in the festival that uh, so we what uh, you start tomorrow because we're, this is a Wednesday. We start on Monday. We're yeah. doing a live version of this. Uh, we're a bit. I don't know. How's your feeling on it? How's your feeling coming into the live uh, shows? Well, I mean, to be honest, because I'm doing my own as well, yeah. and that starts a few days before. So that's kind of taking up my focus at the moment. So what? I haven't really had the time <sighs> to stress about it. But I reckon we'll be good. I reckon we'll be, fi we'll be fine. It will be good. we got we got some awesome guests lined yeah, up. Yeah, we do. I think we really do. I'm of the opinion that live radio works really well, actually. Just yeah. make sure that the crowd is well mic'd. Yes. But, yeah. um, I, I think it works really well, particularly if you have comedians on, because sometimes people find comedians not great on the radio. You yeah. Know? Or, I mean, I'm sure in this scenario it's fine, but often like commercial radio think, oh, comedians, yeah. they're funny, but then they're not funny on the radio. Yeah. But uh, I love the dynamic of uh, a live audience. Yeah. yeah. Like even podcast-wise. Yeah. Well, we've done, we've done two before. We've and done them before. Been good fun. But the thing is this year... You, you may have had this before where they uh, put you in a venue where maybe it's a bit too big or I don't know. What are you doing? This, this is the first, last episode before our first one. You should be hyping what the venue? shit out no, of this. And you're coming in I here with venue? your classic Carl Chandler no. attitude. That's what everyone in Brisbane said to me. <laughs> Tell him to cheer up, chin up and be a bit more positive. Yeah, maybe if you brought me need... sausage rolls, I'd be happier. <laughs> you need to go to America, man. <laughs> you need some positivity. you got to love yourself. No, we went I'm... to America and even that didn't work. No, don't be like that. <laughs> I was happy. We did fun things. No, I'm just saying we've got a huge, we've got a huge um, venue. Yeah, that's where is it? What's the venue? It's Town Hall. It's 170 seats. Dan's just trust. had this look on his face like he thought it was the main room of the Town Hall. <laughs> no, I thought, no, I thought he might say the hi-fi. Yeah. But uh, look, 170 Town Hall. It's going to be fine because I think for a radio show, all you need is about 50 or 60 because all you yeah. need is reaction. It's mm. different to – look, who am I telling? You guys have done it. But I think it's different to a stand-up gig. One, yeah. there's not as much pressure and it's just to have any reaction at all. You've been doing all these podcasts with no reaction. Yeah. You know, just an assumption yeah. Yeah, yeah. that the stuff is interesting. Yeah. So even just to have 20 people saying, oh, yeah, that's actually quite funny is, you know, an incredible <sighs> amount of energy that compared feels a to lot what's better. in the yeah. That feels a lot better. Uh, it, it's, it is worrying though because we have spent a bit of money on it. And I'm just worried that if we don't make that back, Carl may have to sell me in order to get himself out of debt. <laughs> Suddenly there's going to be an ad for a little podcast, little mate, little sidekick and mate you, uh, up on well, Gumtree. You could do uh, sex chat lines and say you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'm glad you bring that up because let's, let's get into this. This is something that happened oh. in Brisbane last week. What? You worked as a sex yes, call yes. operator? Um, uh, so uh, Sam Simmons, I'm sure pe people are familiar with Sam Simmons. He was there. No friend of the show yet. No, fr he, he said he's going to come on. Okay. So then, that's gone on the record now. So Future friend of the show. Yeah, people stop tweeting at us and telling us to get him like we don't <laughs> want to have him. We want to have him. We just haven't been able to make it happen yet. So harass him, not us. Anyway, so he's there doing his show and uh, friend of the show, Henry Stone, who uh, people may know from his YouTube videos. I was staying at his house for the week. Uh, he went along to see Sam Simmons' new show. It's called About the Weather, right? Now, there's bits in it where Simmons is interacting with a woman who's pre-recorded, who talks to him, and Sam falls in love with this woman. And Henry went up to Sam after the show and said, hey, I thought that was really cool how you had Tommy Dasselow doing the voice of that girl <laughs> that you're in love with. Because that's really funny, like, because you're mates and it's like you're in love with him. Henry genuinely thought this. Sam just looks back at him and goes, that's my girlfriend, man. 
And so then, and Henry told me that, and I laughed, and I thought, because well, I haven't seen the show yet, I thought. What did, what did you say to Sam when you got home? <laughs> well, because he, here's the thing, right? Henry told me that, and I thought, I, like, I'm going to see it now, and I bet it won't be that much the same, because he's built it up, and, yep. you know, it's, it's, it never lives up to that kind of thing. But then I was in my dressing room when he was on, and through the speakers, like the backstage speakers that were piping in the mix of his show, I could hear this voice. And without even thinking for a split second, I went, is that me? Like, I thought, I thought has Sam, I was genuinely trying to remember, like, has Sam called me up at some point and, like, recorded this conversation? Like, has he sort of tricked me into saying lines for his show? And then I remembered Henry saying that. And then we were all talking about it with Tom Gleason, And he said, man, I'm glad you guys brought that up because I heard it the other night and thought the exact same thing. Now, so, well, this is interesting that you've mentioned Tom Gleeson. So you're not sensitive about that? The whole no, the, I mean, this is this comes up on the show all the time. He's no, okay, he used so to be sensitive, Deanne but it just comes up every week. So. Yeah, it builds Deanne, up a pretty Deanne thick skin. Smith was the only female comic on last week at the Brisbane Comedy Festival, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was in my, my dressing room uh, like one of the nights, and um, I heard two people talking out in the hall, but I was in my dressing room, and I knew that one was Tom Gleeson and... Uh, so I, I said to Ailey, I said, who's that? Because I thought Deanne was the only female comic. <laughs> and it, yes. was, it was you. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were going to oh. say it was Deanne, but you thought it was a guy. No, like, it was she could you. Be, she could be the reverse Dasilo, you know? I came out and you and Tom were chatting. Oh, I've, said to, I've said to Deanne that I should, like, come out in her show. I should dress the same as her, and I should be like her evil doppelganger, yeah. Di- Diane Diane yeah. Smythe. Yeah. But you know what's funny? I don't I when I'm talking to you now, I don't think you have like a very feminine voice. But I it's don't just either. without the without the I guess without the thing it, it could be construed as like Yeah. Without the pageantry of a hairy face. A hairy yeah. face. <laughs> I, uh, but what I want to do now, I want to test the theory and I want to call Simmons from an unknown <laughs> number from a payphone. If I knew how to yeah. use the damn phone system in here, I would do it right now. Yeah. Maybe we should do it next I'll try and work out how to use the phones in here and we can do it next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause That'd be awesome. I, oh, because you know what? I think his girlfriend is friends with friends of mine. So maybe I, like if I, if I kind of get a gist of the sort of thing that she would say to him. Yeah, do you know find what I mean? out if what I happened can that morning. Find out, like, yeah, or, exactly. Or the sort of cadence she talks to Get onto her and use her phone. <laughs> that would be oh, great. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. yeah. But then you got to wow. record yeah. it, though. You and then talk it. dirty to him. <laughs> <laughs> but can't you, um, or it beeps, doesn't it? If, you, if you're on an iPhone and you're rec- you put on the voice memo, when you're calling somebody, it beeps. Uh, yeah, but plus it would come up on his phone as my number. No, but I'm saying get her phone and oh. record it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got to do something with this because this is too... That's funny. This yeah. is too good. I'm looking forward to you seeing it now and seeing what you're going to prank. You're going to prank That was Sam amazing Simmons. that it, yeah. it actually, like, forgetting all of that, there, when I heard it, my brain went, that's me. Yeah. Like, what am I doing being yeah. piped through a speaker right now when I'm sitting right here? Yeah. It's like the thing when I put up on Facebook this week as well, because I've, I've made friends on Facebook with a lot of people with the name Carl Chandler. <laughs> so for whatever stupid reason. And then when sometimes I've been drunk or I've got up too early and I've, <laughs> I, I've, I've not been all together and whatever. And I, it comes up on Facebook and there'll be like, Carl Chandler says, Oh my God, I can't believe I had a baby or whatever. And I go, what, what, when did that happen? And then it's like, Oh no, that's someone else. That, yeah. It's weird. And then I've invited them to like our live show. I've invited everyone on my friends list and it comes up with Carl Chandler has declined your invitation <laughs> to come to the live Dum Dum Club. I'm like, Oh, whoa, no. Didn't you add it a Sunshine Johnson who put something really weird on your page the other day? Yeah, I've added a lot of sun- – every Sunshine Johnson I can find I've added yeah. to, uh, to my friend page, and they all happen to be black American ladies. <laughs> Sunshine Johnson, Des, is a recurring character on this show who's – well, a real person, uh, the, the local nutter from the small country town that Carl grew up in. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Did you have many that you would have had? Because you, you – No, I grew up in Flushing your... Queens. There's no, like, local nutter. Oh. No. There's, like, you know, it's too, too populated – Oh, okay. Where the nanny was from. Can I just point out something important that mm-hmm. you may need to factor in? Yeah. Uh, you now have a timeline on when you can do this thing with Sam Simmons because... He you, doesn't you, listen. Yeah, but somebody <laughs> might say it to him. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, I'd better get cracking. But, yeah. like, I've, I've hinted you know at him... It's not the end of the world if they do. <laughs> yeah, because I've hinted at him in conversation. Like, I did actually say to him offhand, like, what if I just did this? Ah. But if I leave it enough, and if I'm convincing enough with it, if you used her phone to ring, yeah. he can't be yeah, on guard he, for that. Every not, time. He's not going to be on guard for yeah. that. Got to track her down. I got to call yeah. up my yeah. friends who know her. <laughs>
So <laughs> sorry, sunshine. Oh yeah, I don't have a local nutter. Yeah. How, how can you, how can you not have a local nutter if you lived in? in oh, we did have a couple of like, uh, but you know, they're they were, um, you know, uh, disabled. Oh, okay. So when you're kids, you think they're come nuts, on, make fun they're... of them. Let's have it. No, no, no. But Marty, <laughs> come on, but... mate. You had well, this is the secret. You've I've lived with this a long time. You've had cancer. You're allowed to do whatever you want. Well, <laughs> say, nah, whatever I, you I want about any minority. Guys, is that the like... wish? Is that the wish you made? <laughs> I'm allowed to just hang shit on whoever I want from yeah, now on. I got a special certificate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even my language of how I describe them has evolved a lot over the years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I didn't say they were disabled when I was a kid. But Marty, he used to collect the money at church, and you know, he was just a guy around but he, they, they were nice there's two of them they were nice guys you know yeah. I, well I just um, you know the way the church is so good at looking after the vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway it was yeah, they were they were fine hey uh, let's go on this quickly hey Des uh, were you you were, you were in Adelaide weren't you for not the f- this year no not for the no. okay but you would have done because I was over there for a weekend before I went to Brisbane doing some late shows and stuff uh, which can be interesting gigs they can mm-hmm. be fun or they can be you know sometimes not as fun in Adelaide uh, in Adelaide well, yeah they're great if you know a bit of local humour yeah well Here's the thing, right? Because I we we love sort of dodgy gig stories on this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, one night I did uh, the late show at the Rhino Room, where on the Friday Saturday night they have a show upstairs and they have a show downstairs. Yes, yes. So the downstairs show is half an hour behind. You do your spot upstairs and you go down. Did the upstairs spot. It's fine. Went really well. Went downstairs and the call, the crowd were just real quiet, like yeah, sudden. I prefer the upstairs as well. Yeah, yeah. They weren't they weren't into me. They weren't they weren't loving it. And then there was a guy in the front row kind of just with his head down and his eyes closed, like sort of basically asleep. Mm -hmm. So I had this bit in one of my bits where there's a bit where I sort of use it as an opportunity to just like sort of pick someone and sort of fire them up a bit if it needs it, right? So I've picked him. I've gone, look, this guy, he's got his his eyes closed and his head down just thinking about how much he loves, you know, whatever it was I'm talking about. And that got nothing. Like that got no laugh. And then his mate next to him goes, shh, he's sleeping. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought that's that's a thing that would happen in a late show and would get a laugh because that's ridiculous. Yep. Silence, nothing, nothing from the crowd. And then I go, oh, how awfully rude of me to stand here with this electronic equipment and speak into it while your friend is trying to have a bit of snooze time. And again, nothing. It was like a, a room full of whatever, 100 people as one just going, yeah, mate, you are being actually quite inconsiderate. Yeah. If you could just <laughs> yeah, let I this mean, guy have his own sleepy have a nap time. Here. Yeah. yeah, it was so weird. And that was it. That was it. Yeah, I just you know, went, you just get one of those dead rooms. That room yeah. can be dead late at night. I don't like that bottom room. That's so I love weird. upstairs, though. Like, upstairs would be pumping. I've yeah. done that. I've gone upstairs, been like, it's been pumping. Then I go downstairs and do a spot after, and you leave feeling like a loser. Yeah. You, like, so- walk downstairs as a king, walk out the door a loser. But sometimes That's it's the, the fickleness other- of comedy. Sometimes it's the other way around, because the upstairs one is the one that sells out first. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're people that have, like, planned it. But then the downstairs one, because they've just bought tickets on the door, they're yeah. like... How great is this? We've just rocked up and, oh, we still managed to get in. So sometimes it can be the inverse. Really, yeah. But, yeah, I just found that ridiculous that something so insane would happen in a gig. Someone being asleep and his mate asking the comedian yeah. to not make noise. That sounds crazy. And that didn't get anything that's from a the crowd. That's, that's, what, that's, insane. that's one of those moments that everyone wants to see in a gig. You know what I mean? That's I why know, people that's go totally to live shows. The guy says, she's sleeping. Yeah, shush me. You'll have that story forever. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, I always go to sleep upstairs. Like, why <laughs> Why would you go downstairs? <laughs> it's comfier upstairs. Yeah, the upstairs show does have pillows and yeah. the chairs <laughs> recline. Top bunk. You yeah. always go for the top yeah. bunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, have you got any, have you, I mean, you were telling us about, uh, the, the gig you did before the, the, the Bad cancer gig. gig but, uh, oh God. You know, offhand, I can't, I can't, I've had so I'm many. I'm with you. I've I, I so don't have any bad odd, gig stories either. I'm I've had you. so many <laughs> odd situations like borderline violence and every sort of thing. So it's hard for me. It's hard for me to pick, you know, it's what, hard what, for me to like pick out a real winner. You what know? about soccer? You're into football? Yeah. Yeah. Now I always miss out on this. Are there any football games playing this year in Melbourne because I've... Uh, oh, right. All that? All I don't the know. internationals. I, I'm not, yeah, I don't know. I've I, I played basketball more than I've played... You've played uh, basketball, I play basketball yeah, with yeah. you and yeah, yeah. it was... I'll be honest, it was terrifying because, listener, even if this is your first time listening to the show, you will have picked up by now. I'm not an athletic person at all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, like it was a group of... Uh, who was there? Dave Thornton was Thornton, there. Uh, um, Thornton, Justin Hamilton, Mickey D. Yeah, those guys. Um, Brett Wheeler. Brett Wheeler, um, who's like a seven foot. Oh man, he is. He's not a comedian giant. though. He's a no, basketballer. He's a, isn't he? he's a friend. He's a friend, he's friend of, friend of oh, known, <laughs> friend, <laughs> known friend of comedy. Brett Wheeler, friend of the NBL. Yeah, he, yeah. and he is like his hand is like the size of my head. Was like, Jarlath Regan giant. there when you were there or no? Uh, I 
don't think so, oh, yeah. no. But he, br- he brings a bit of intensity. But we're all just like, well, y- I would say you you brought a fair bit of intensity because I was on your team at one point and I'm shit out. Oh, I've heard about you. I felt like you were going to deck me at one point because oh, I no. just kept losing I, us so I, many shots. I, I, I never, I always try to encourage the shit players to just keep involved <laughs> <laughs> so that they don't fade away. <laughs> well, it was his wish he made of another one of these wishes. So. I really want to play basketball <laughs> with Des with Des in 16 years' time. <laughs> I'd put it in a way like a little trust fund. Well, I asked about football because on your Wikipedia page, which is the sole place where I've done any research on you, on anyone, um, I, I, I quite like the Wikipedia pages where you think it should be a bit more official, but they're always pictures of people that are like from 16 yeah, know, years ago. Yeah, I know. It's a picture of me playing football. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, well, this guy uh, plays in the Premier League, does he? Oh, no, he's a stand-up comedian. Okay. <laughs> I know. I don't know why that. I, I, I'm not responsible for it, but that is the picture that's on my Wikipedia page. I, I, I mean, think no, they're not allowed to use press photos. Like, they're not allowed to use a photo that they don't have the rights for or something oh, like I that. Know. I mean, it... it Either way, the match in Kilkenny is quite a big match. It's the rest of the world versus the Irish comedians. I quite like the caption as well because it says, Bishop playing football during the 2008 Cat Laughs Comedy Festival. (laughs) What show was that? (laughs) That's That's a big match. Thousands of people come out and watch that game. I play for the rest of the world even though I'm Ireland-based. So it means a lot more to me than everybody else because... If the rest of the world lose, I have to hang around for the whole year and listen to Irish comedians go on about it, no, whereas all the oh, other man. international comedians just feck off. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a fun game. See, who all you, the crowd are root for Ireland, so I love sort of like sticking it to them when we win, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who right. are some notable past players? Who's who's a comedian that people Jim would know? Jim Owen is very good. Oh, really? He plays for Ireland, though. Yeah. yeah Jim right. Owen's a very good player. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously good. Yeah. Uh, He'd very, be competitive as well. You can yeah, see. Yeah, a very fit guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually, David Mike, O'Doherty, I heard David he's very, very, very intense. Yeah, he mm-hmm. likes to win. He plays for Ireland. Yeah. Um, uh, Kitson, oh, Kitson's here's, played, hasn't he? Kitson's not bad. Kitson's a good player. He plays a lot, actually. Oh, wow. He plays every week, every Tuesday in Crystal wow. Palace. Uh, Here's some people that you'd be surprised uh, if you've got some good geeky comedy fans. Noel Fielding from the Mighty Boosh. Yeah. Incredible footballer. Nearly oh. went professional. Wow. Uh, we're like... Much better than you can possibly imagine. Wow. Milton Jones, the incredible one-liner guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you know him. Incredible footballer, also nearly went professional. Has like easily scored like six goals in his Kilkenny footballing career. This is some of the best dirt we've ever had on this show. <laughs> yeah. I like, the, um, I like the idea of Noel Fielding nearly going professional, like he's nearly gone with uh, professional with electric umbrella athletic. Adam Hills, <laughs> Adam Hills, for a period of time before he got... Busier over here was our always our goalkeeper. Oh, right. So wow. particularly good diving on one side, not as nimble on the <laughs> other side, but always, always like really good in goal and just like a great guy to have behind because it's like he's just, it's impossible for him to be negative. So yeah. like if there'd be a goal, he'd be like, it's going to be all right, guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. he's just there. Uh, Except well, for when he's got his back turned doing crowd work with the, the guys behind <laughs> him. Like, Where are you from? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you'd be amazed, man. You'd be amazed how there's no crowd work. It's pretty wow. intense, man. All oh, right, yeah. People don't come there to watch comedians be funny. Oh man, I they play. they come there to it's watch great. the sort of the like the competitive side of comedians come out in its proper environment. You know, yeah. instead of bitching about each other, you can just like slide it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I can't think of like there's been plenty. Listen, over the years, is there like any heckles like comedy heckles like you're going in with uh, Zach Galifianakis played? Oh, oh really? That's yeah, awesome. yeah. I got a lot of great Zach Galifianakis stories when he came over to Ireland. He wasn't famous. Like played my comedy club, made out with my cousin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just like, oh, such a cool guy as well. Like, really nice guy. Not only that, he got made out st- with my cousin. He's a cool guy. Yeah, got on stage w- for my whole entire set in Kilkenny and played the piano throughout my whole set, which was actually the oh, wow. testicular cancer stuff. Oh, wow. And said, the only thing we pre prepared was he said, at some stage, just say that you tried alternative Chinese medicine. And then he went, which related back to something he did in his show. It was like incredible laugh. So I haven't just done a gig with Zach Galifianakis. I've performed with him on stage. That's amazing. So he played. He was like obviously proper shit. Um, Is there any comedy heckles though? Like if you're on the field with you know Kitson or whatever, you slide in and go, "Where's your gala spot this year, Kitson? You dickhead!" Oh, some guys get into that, but that's not me, man. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, what I'm, are you? I heard you're a trash talker on basketball, though. You're very intense. I'm not a trash. I know, not trash talker. Just, like, just I'm, intense. I'm playing the game. Yeah. Right, right. If, and any trash I talk is directly related to the game. Right. Yeah. Right. I've seen the look of murder I, in your eyes. As I, you've I don't you're actually looking pretty angry at me now. I don't bring comedy stuff into it. I right. just be like, 
Casalo, you miss one more fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't remember giving you any any shit. You weren't giving me shit. I just I just really got the vibe that you were like into it, and I'm I'm just I'm just happy to be out. Like I'm yeah, just yeah. I'm just having a laugh with mates. But you and know, I don't mind to, as, to mask my obvious lack of abilities. You know what I mean? No, nah, but look, like there were guys there that were good, and there were guys there that were weren't. I was just like enjoying i was enjoying it in my way everyone enjoys it in their own way yeah. and i was just trying to win you know, you know? hamilton's yeah. surprisingly good very good like, he's even very though into he's basket, told me that he's yeah he's into, into it i don't know why i doubted that even though he's told me that he's really into it yeah, but Mickey he's Deer's pretty good yeah seeing hamilton charge down the court sans glasses oh really doing a ball with this intense look on his face is something else yeah mickey d is uh good in that sort of like I'm a big AFL fan sort of a way right. <laughs> and that he's really good at getting a rebound. Uh, but then he's like not great at realizing that you can't sort of jump up on somebody's back in basketball to get that rebound. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like that one's not going to be shown on the replay yeah. like it is on a Saturday at the yeah, MCG. We should organize like some kind of big comedian sport day during the festival. What about a big comedians game of British Bulldogs? Oh, just, and that's going to be, you were saying like you get out the bitchiness backstage. That'd be British Bulldogs would be the ultimate one to get that out. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I've been, yeah. I've been I've been trying for years. I've been trying for years to try to get somebody to organize like a AFL footy type, you know, like oh, really? Australian rules game. But uh, no, they think it's impossible. Really? No, we, we could do that. I want to get the football one going. I want to play soccer. Soccer yeah. guys yeah. play. I'm not. I, you know, I'm going to actually. Run, you can. I'm running you the, have played. I've got a picture right here. I've run, <laughs> I'm running the Geelong half marathon. Actually, are you really? In two really? and a half weeks time. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm just not going to do a lot of the extracurricular sports because that is a way where you could pick up an injury. Yeah, How'd yeah, you yeah. get involved in the in the Geelong Hammer? You know what? I just oh, I co- started... classic comedy festival. How'd you get that? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so who who runs the Geelong Hammer? Who runs the Geelong Hammer? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's a fact. That's do you have I, a lot I've... of do you have a lot of comedy people listen to this? Uh, yeah, a bit. I mean, yeah, we talk about it enough. That's, that's a good one for comedy people. <laughs> that's a very known thing, and that's that's that was the big joke for ages. Was how did you get that? And then it's become now the ways that people. Ask how did you get that? But yeah, but asking around it, like yeah. not having to come straight out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Did they? So did they see you at another gig or something? Or did you ask them if you could do that? Or no, uh, I was running a bit. It was getting decent distances going. So I just said, I, I literally went on the web and just put in like half marathon Melbourne. And I happened to see Geelong was within the period of time we're at the festival. Then I said to Jason Byrne, "Do you want to run it?" Then. Like God rest him, Jim Steins died, and uh, J- Jason said we should run it for the Reach Foundation. Mm. And we haven't even organized that part yet. We signed up for the marathon, but next week we have to get into some some fundraising. So we're going to do it for fundraising. But I just wanted to run the Geelong half marathon. But I was very moved. You know, it was it was it's only thirteen months since my dad died, and I met his family after my dad got sick. I met Jim Steins' family at the MCG, and oh, wow, right. we were discussing like. You know, we were just discussing stuff around caretaking, the stuff that they were going through. And Jim, Jim, for our overseas listeners, Jim Steins is like a very famous uh, Irish Australian rules player who's passed away in the last week. Yep. You, you've mostly Australian listeners. Though, we do right? have a lot of international. Yeah, it's been big news. Yeah. I mean, it was even big news in Brisbane. In yeah, Canada, so it was like two pages in the Courier well, Mail. I saw it was on the wasn't was on the front page of the Irish. Summit oh yeah, as well. it was huge yeah. in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Right. But anyway. Blah, blah, blah. I was very moved by the Jim Steins thing. So I was more than happy to sort of, you know, try to raise money for the charity thing. Because I, I get paranoid about that. People think you're, you're doing it to sort of like raise your own profile yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But in this case, I was actually just running the marathon and then was kind of moved. Because what I didn't realize after he died, th- there's no humor in this, but after he died, I didn't realize <laughs> that like the Reach Foundation was such a huge part of his identity. I mean, yeah. it, it is the second thing that gets mentioned every time. It's like incredible AFL footy player that sort of couldn't play when he got here, became a great player and has dedicated his life to this Reach Foundation. Mm. So seeing that it was a huge part of what he was, I thought, you know, that would be a nice way to... Cause I, I don't know that I, I didn't know him. I had this one chance encounter with his family that I found quite moving, but like I, I, I can't express it in any other way other than, well, your legacy is your Reach Foundation. I shall yeah, yeah, leave yeah. my, my yeah. little piece of thank you. I'm just wondering flowers. how Jason Byrne is going to go at running a marathon because I imagine every few hundred meters he's just going to be pulling a spectator onto the course with him <laughs> and getting him to sit in a box for 10 minutes. Like, he's I think going to be honest, take him a whole day to finish. He's going to be putting more sunblock on. He's very, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's very red. But uh, what's what? that? <laughs> You're gonna have to edit that bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> what did you, you do? That sorry, for? we did. Is that like, a wrap it up? No, I was go. I was giving you a signal. Like, is that about? Have we done long enough? Oh, we've done, sorry, we've done fifty. Oh, we've done, done sorry, we've done a year's worth of these, and we haven't got a fucking signal for this going yet. Obviously. Yeah, okay. Do you want to wrap it up? Are you ready to wrap it up? Have you got <laughs> yeah. something to go out on? No, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, what'd you do that for then? Oh, because I was trying to see where we were. I'm leaving. We're at fifty. 
Okay. Okay. I'm going to leave this in because people need to know <laughs> how, much, organized of a, how much of a clown you are. No, how incompetent you are. Ah. <laughs> well, your, your producer is uh, giving the signal that it's time up. <laughs> <laughs> My co-host, thank yeah. you. <laughs> no, I'm looking through the glass at your three-man tech team there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, they say you have to go to an ad break. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we forgot to go to an ad break. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do one quickly right now. Okay. The Little Dum Dum Club is, of course, proudly brought to you by punchline.com.au, the leading distributor of comedy DVDs in Australia. Now, up the top there, I've said proudly, I don't know if they're proud. I haven't heard anything from them. Are they they proud of sponsoring us? I I rang them up and said, I heard you sponsor Dum Dum Club. They said, we've never heard of those people. (laughs) So, I don't know if they are that proud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, given the the appalling quality of some of the ads we've done for them in the past, I don't know how proud... We do have our own little page on there now. You can find oh, our little podcasts really? on there. Yep. Oh, well, there you go. Go, yep. to, go to punchline.com.au. Yep. Uh, they've, they've, yeah, they've just put the little picture of us, and uh, there's not there's not heaps of us on there, but we've gotten a couple mentions they in their blog. They don't even stock our DVD, which is <laughs> ridiculous to me. They don't even stock our bloody MP3s. But <laughs> if you get on there, what do they got? What's coming up here? Charlie Murphy's DVD. Uh, he's coming up in the Melbourne International yeah, Comedy yeah, Festival yeah. and Sydney Comedy Festivals and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's festival time. I mean, you know that comedy's around. There's plenty of awesome... Like, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, but that Zach Galifianakis DVD is yeah. awesome. I keep watching that over and over. Yeah, it's truly great. And there's all sorts of uh, there's all sorts of com- they're having a comedy festival sale at the moment. Uh, so much good stuff on there. Um, I got Daria, the complete animated series. You probably that was probably a bit uh, after your time, yeah, the depends. animated series Daria. Yeah. But uh, that's... plenty of friends of the show, Fleety, Fleety's. DVD's out and selling well. And yep. Harley Breen. Yeah, Harley Breen's one, Kingswood and I. So, uh, yeah, get all that stuff. Get on punchline.com.au. Uh, check out some of their DVDs, and that's a great way of helping to support this show. We'll see you there, mates. And we're back. We are back on. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should actually put that in there. That's yeah. probably where we should, we should put yeah. that in there right yeah. before the end of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great. Just to let you know that there was approximately <laughs> half a second in between breaks there. <laughs> Uh, well, guys, I think that does bring us to the end of the little Dum Dum Club. Is that it? Is that all we've got? I think that's it. Uh, Des, you are doing your show. Des Bishop likes to bang uh, at, the hi-fi. at the hi-fi bar for the whole festival. The whole and then... festival, not Mondays. But Cat's not there anymore this year. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you could really yeah. maybe, you know, go easy on the cat stuff. You know? <laughs> well, I'll give the signal. Wrap, uh, it, up. <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah. And break. then are you uh, are you t- you were taking that other places in Australia after yeah, Melbourne? Yeah, to Sydney and then to Perth and then to actually to. Auckland, New Zealand. Oh wow! Okay, keep an eye out uh, for let, let's all. We should organise a sporting match. Oh, we should yeah. get it going. Keep an eye out. We'll let. By sport, yeah, we'll do I, something. I want to make it very clear. I want to play soccer. Okay. Squash tournament. <laughs> the three of us should run the tan together. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll run the tan any oh, day you want. Let's yeah. do it. We've been talking about this for because we got really into fitness at the start of the year because we both got fat. Uh, let's do a tan on Friday morning. Oh, yeah, great. Let's do it. it. All right. I'm not like we'll a big that. chatter about it. I'm a doer. Yeah, 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 all right. Cool, cool. Let's actually yeah, cool. go. We don't um, have to like do a Twitter campaign about it. I'll meet you at 8.45. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you at the 10. You know, it's be, no big deal. I'll be up. I'm doing uh, that no, the Nova stand-up thing at like ah. 6.30 in the morning. So ah. I'll just walk down from there and get. I'll run oh, from Friday there. On Friday morning? Yeah. yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah oh, I'll yeah, meet awesome. you after Nova thing. We'll go around the 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. How many laps do cool. you want to do? <laughs> 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 yeah, great. Cool. All right. Which way do you run? Which way do you run? Clockwise or anti-clockwise? I do Man. the hill near the start. Oh, you do the, up big the hill, hill near the start. The, the sharp hill at the start. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do the, the gradual. Oh, that. So you go anti-clockwise. Oh no, that's uh, clockwise. That's clockwise. That's yeah, clockwise. I go clockwise. Yeah. 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 This Should is we, great. Should we explain the tan for our international I'm, I'm getting psyched out already. <laughs> uh, guys, you can see Des Bishop during uh, the comedy festivals. You can see him running the tan with us on Friday morning. Uh, we've got our own live shows Mondays in the Melbourne Town Hall this is, Let's stress this. This is the last show before we start the yeah. live show. So we've got, we've absolutely got some awesome guests lined up already. People yeah. that haven't been on the show before that we've been after for a long time. Yep. Um, so it's going to be great. Yeah, and uh, we'll have T-shirts there for sale. I'm doing my own show, Pipsqueak, 6 p.m. in the Victoria Hotel, if you want to come down. Uh, thank you very much for listening. All thank shows you. available on thecomedyfestival.com.au. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Des Bishop, thank you again for joining us. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. See, see you, mate. Hey, mama.